State podcast where we dive into the secret world of people's dreams and explore the broader mysteries of consciousness. I'm your host Jan and for this episode we'll be talking about Bo's dreams. Bo is my amazing tattoo artist and this episode was recorded after a session at Papanato's Tattoo which I highly recommend. It's in The Hague and all the information will be in the description. And uh, also a little disclaimer, we'll be talking about mental health and especially suicide which can be a sensitive topic for some listener. This being said, thank you for tuning in and uh, enjoy the episode. Um, so as a kid, I used to have uh, dreams on which I was, oh, they always ended with me drowning. And they usually, I would usually know that I was going to go into a dream like that already falling asleep because while I was falling asleep, it started with a, with a feeling of like when you're in the water and there are waves so that you're kind of being moved by the water. Um, so yeah, when, when I started falling asleep as a kid and I, I had these dreams ever since I can remember. So. My first memories are from when I was three years old, so I think around three or four they started. And I would just lay in bed and then go to sleep and then slowly but surely I would feel like the, the water. And then it was always like quite dark for a bit. It was always like a, a moment in which I felt like I was inside something but I couldn't really see yet and then slowly but surely it would start to become more clear. And um, sometimes it was pretty calm. There was like nothing really. It was just like, yeah, just an emptiness you were floating in kinda. But then there would always be the moment that you realized like that there would be no air. So in that moment you would start to um, try to, I would always start to try to go up, to go to the surface or Um, but there was no surface. There was never, there was never, a, never a surface to the water that I was in. I would never be able to, or I would never be able to reach it um, in my dream. And it would always end with like just running out of air and slowly but surely everything becoming dark again. And then the dream ended, and that was just the feeling of drowning. And then sometimes it would be more violent, like the. I would, I would not be alone in the water, like there would be... Sometimes it was like animals or plants, like big schools of jellyfish that I would get stuck in that would just like... that made it impossible to, to get away and then you would lose... you would lose air. There wasn't really, like, not that I was like... Really, I don't don't think I was really holding in my breath, but there was still this awareness of that I should be able to breathe, but I couldn't or something. And then sometimes it was like the plants or the jellyfish that I got stuck in, and then other times there would be like like actual like sharks or piranhas that would like eat me. 
and th those were like really scary and from those I would wake up like really like panicky and I would wake up like really sudden from the other dreams it would just feel like sometimes I would just like sleep further not wake up after I drowned but a lot of times I would wake up and then it, the waking up was like a more like like how you naturally wake up in the morning you just like slowly but surely wake up but then with the yeah when there were actual like attacks there was like a lot of like fighting and like moving in the water and everything became super chaotic and then I would also wake up like sweating and just like my heart going super fast and then I would um, tell my parents that I had a nightmare obviously that's what you do as a kid and yeah I always had those dreams I don't remember having any other dreams as a kid so those were your early dreams yeah there were no other dreams I cannot remember any other dreams so did it make you scared of going to sleep or your relationship with the dreams um, I remember when I was four I told um, I told told this that I dreamed this to one of my uh, best friends and was like Like, I was really young, so I, like, we didn't know each other for such a long time. We were in class together for half a year, and then I told him that. And then he was like, yeah, some people actually die in their sleep. And I remember that for a few months, I thought that was going to happen to me. I was convinced that one day I wouldn't wake up from drowning in my sleep or something. But obviously, as a kid, like, when someone tells you things, it can, like, really... Like, yeah, really start a life in your mind or something. But I was, I was not, I didn't, uh, didn't want to tell my parents or any adults around me. Because so it got you even more scared about the dreams? It got me a bit, uh, yeah, that was a moment in which I was a bit scared or worried about the dreams. Or more like, I was just like, every night when I went to sleep, I was like thinking to myself like, okay, maybe tonight or tomorrow I won't wake up, you know, or something like that. That was, that was weird. But that, like after like after a month or two, when I continued waking up, I realized that my yeah. my little best friend also didn't know shit. <laughs> so I I quickly dropped that idea, and then it was just like I don't know. It took it took a long time before I told someone about what I was dreaming again. I think I told my my mom once or twice at the time, and she was like. Yeah, it's just because we've been to the swimming pool last week or mm -hmm. something like that. She not looking for a deeper reason. No, no. At the time, she she thought that I was just like that. I also didn't tell her that that was what I was dreaming. I just told her like, oh yeah, I had this dream or I dreamed this. And for her, I think in that moment, it just seemed like a nightmare that her kid had once or twice. Not that re that recurrent. Yeah, she didn't know it was that reoccurring at that point. Um, But then later, uh, yeah, later, like, we didn't have contact for a while. And then later when we had contact and she told me, they, yeah, that she went to a, a shaman in the time that we did not have contact. And the shaman told her about me having those dreams, asking her, like, if I, had those, if, if I had those dreams. And then she said, like, yeah, once or twice. And then when... We actually talked about this. I told her, like, yeah, I didn't have those dreams once or twice. Those were just the dreams I had. And then she was also like, yeah, that's also what the shaman wow. told me. So that was, like, for me also, like, new information. Um, so how come the shaman told this to your mom? I don't know. It's like 
this guy, no, but this guy has like, um, he also told my mom about that I had a, a spot on my, like, she went to him two years after we had contact, uh, two years before we had contact again. And apparently at the time, he also told her that I had a spot on my back that I should have, uh, should get checked out. And around the time that she went there and I didn't have contact, so we didn't know what we were doing from each other or anything. I actually went to the doctor because I had a mold on my back that was hurting and it turned out to be a bad one, so it had to be removed. So it's like these two things that this guy he just got knew there. about me yeah. without ever meeting me, without yeah. with just meeting my mom. Things my mom also didn't know about me. Mm. But it's like it's stuff she needed to know about if he told her. You yeah. Know? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, my, like my mom um, struggled with uh, addiction a lot, and uh, the shaman was um, one of the one of the actual right right ways to get rid of the struggle of addiction. It's, it's funny because I the conversation I had with the girl for the podcast, she also said that her best friend went to see a shaman because she needed help for her traumas mm. and she also said that the shaman was the only way she, with the associated with yoga yeah. shaman was uh, the only thing that really helped her also contrasted with other doctors and everyone else she went to yeah so it's also related to the holistic way of healing we we're talking yeah. about yeah i think for for my mom why that worked so well um in contrast with all the other things she tried Um, which obviously were also more like, um, how do you say, like normal, accepted ways of dealing with uh, those issues that she had. And yeah, it just didn't work for her. She would just end up fighting everyone. Like she would have, she was just, she would just never agree with what the doctors would tell her. And that just, I feel like that made it worse in some because they don't cases. take the psychic into account they yes. take the symptoms but they don't yeah. they don't treat the roots yeah yeah and i think especially with with my mom and i think that's also the case with a lot of other people that struggle with like similar uh, yeah similar problems is that the whole reason she got addicted is because she's very sensitive and she's very in- intuitive and that makes you vulnerable, that makes you vulnerable for getting hurt and getting getting traumatized because you're open and I think um, it's easy for someone to go down a very negative spiral when that's the kind of person you are and then this is the world you live in and you get misunderstood the whole time and you get hurt so much. Especially if you don't have that mental support that you need holistically in the society. Yes, yeah, yeah, I think that's what... You feel not understood. Yeah, disconnected. I feel like for most people that struggle with uh, addiction or um, depression, it's like um, they they don't really feel connected to the world or people around them and that makes then you have room for those other things to come into your life to fill up that empty space or something Mm. and yeah the dreams stopped when i i just realized because because of this this podcast and your questions about this and everything it made me think about it a bit more and 
then I started thinking like when did it start and when did it end and like I said I don't really remember the specific first time I had the dream I just remember having them always so I think they started when I was pretty young but I do know for sure that I um, that they stopped at a certain point because I was older then I was around 11 or 12 so it's like here in Holland you're doing the first year of your uh, what's it called like secondary school around that age I was in that year and I was um, very depressed at the time I was not doing well and I wanted to commit suicide and uh, I saw like I was thinking about this for a while already and um, then you start to think about how you're going to do that <laughs> and uh, I didn't know that much about it because obviously I was I was a kid um, and then I saw in a movie that there was uh, someone who killed themselves by using pills and alcohol and in the movie they made it seem very like peaceful so I was like okay well then it will just then maybe people won't even know that I did it myself that I just, they just they'll just think that I died in my sleep so that seemed ideal and I gathered like a lot of pills and medication and everything I could find around the house for a month or two and then I took everything in the same night before going to bed with some wine that I stole and then I went to bed and then um, yeah I fell asleep or something I remember feeling really warm like really warm like sweating and then falling asleep kind of but just like and then I had the dreams like the drowning but it was just like I was just like someone push, pushed like a push like a fast forward button on them, and they were all there. It was not just not just like the darkness. It was definitely the water was rough. There was like a lot of like like all like 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 there were sharks and and I was stuck in the in the jellyfish and it was like I was like just like tumbling and like everything. That nah, was like it was hell. That night was like hell in my head, I guess. And then, um, yeah, I remember waking up in the morning and I puked a shit on. I puked in the bed, like I couldn't even get out of bed. I puked in the bed and then, yeah, I was super sick. But I did wake up. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I felt a pretty, um, I don't know. I was really scared someone would find out at the time. I was really scared someone would get angry at me for trying that or something so I didn't really tell anyone and yeah so that's after that you do you continue having those dreams no I don't remember having those dreams after that age so it was the last time you had those dreams I think it was the last time I don't remember any really other moment that I had those dreams it's like it was the peak and the worst of everything combined yeah and then it stopped and then it stopped yeah And like I said, I just realized that, like, now talking about it, that I was like, when did that end? Because I did remember, of course, I like, it's not something I can, um, it's a, it's a, it's a memory that I can't, can't forget or something. So I was already like, in my head, like, oh yeah. And then I also had that dream, but like, I never realized that after that, they, they stopped, they stopped. And I never really dream much 
never really dreamt much after that. I have like really short snippets of dreams. And it's either a, a nightmare, like something like something crazy or like a very normal situation in which I have a feeling and then it's always like a little bit of a deja vu moment and it's usually like little situations of people and then the people that are that are there in my dream it never makes sense why they're there all at the same time but usually then like one or two months later the situation happens wow. in which those people are together and then and you think about the dream yeah and, and then I specifically like I specifically think about the emotion that I have because usually when I have these dreams and then later that moment actually occurs it's a very discomfort uncomfortable moment mm. like people being angry with each other fights breaking out stuff so it's like, like an that. intense emotion but you feel it yeah I just yeah just like odd. like something is not it's it's I almost feel like like my mind kind of knows that situation will happen And it can't really tell me when or how or but it just puts those people in my head and gives me that feeling and then when that actually happens I'm like kinda like aware that's gonna happen. Mm. And the first few times that happened it was like it made me freeze in the situation because I was already like, like I've seen this like what the fuck, you know? And then feeling the discomfort that I felt in the dream and then mm. the the situation unfolding and it becoming like less nice it was always like a bit of a what the fuck moment but after having that twice now when I do have those dreams I try to like lock them in my head and just be prepared for the day when it comes and then feel make sure that I at least try to stay calm myself or try to but I, I never can it's never situations that I can really do something about maybe that's also it You feel like it's your brain trying to prepare you for that situation? Yeah, I feel like it's not like it's not like a how do you say that like a proposition or something. It's not like I don't know. I feel like it's my brain already connecting things together that I can't really see myself mm, yet. Like intuition, like deep intuition. Yeah, yeah something like that. Wow. But yeah, that happens like two two, three times a year maybe. And apart from that I don't okay. I don't remember any of my dreams. And I ne I've never had like a like you just described your, your dream with the dolphins and Yeah. <laughs> never had a dream like that or like how people describe that they that they can fly or something like that. And I so I noticed after you told me the dream that you have a jellyfish on your neck, which I really like, by the way. Yeah. And uh, I, th I think it's very empowering that you took this frightening animal that was in your dream and put it in you, like, as if you appropriated yourself the concept and you, it's as if you... You're, first, you're at peace with that, but more than that, you're it's like part of you. But yeah. that you've appropriated, how you say that? You've learned to, you took over it, you know, like face, you took face, power over face it. Face your fears. Exactly. I look at exactly. it every day, but it's it's not really a, f a fear. I don't. Because it's also beautiful. Yeah, I. But I think I think you're right. I think also the reason because I got got it in my neck and I got it tattooed when I was 21, which is a uh, not an age I would advise anyone else to get their neck tattooed <laughs> right away. Um, 
but I really felt like I needed it at the time. And did you know the symbolic be behind it or you just thought it was cool? No, I I really I took it because I wanted to remind myself um, what I had tried to do to myself in the past and that that's yeah. that I'm okay with that and that I'm also okay with it not going not happening like that that like that I'm still like wow. just like a reminder every day like you're still here you try to leave you could not leave so you better just like stay here and mm. do your thing you know it's like it's I don't know I also think of of course jellyfish are very beautiful and it just yeah but I also felt like I needed uh, like it was uh, yeah it's something I can't get rid of so Better, it's just, so powerful. Like, better just look at it or so something powerful. I don't it's, know it's the power of tattoo as well yes we can talk about the tattoo and the like the healing you can get through tattoos as well since, yes so I will put it in the caption but so but it's, just, it's a tattoo artist and an amazing tattoo artist so talented I just got my finger retouched but she's amazing and I'll put her link in the description so that if you want check out Check out her arts, you can. But uh, you're also very passionate about your art, and that's also what I love so much about what you do is that, yeah, when you, tattooing is sacred in a way, and so the story behind your jellyfish tattoo makes it even more like, like for me, like for you, you know what it is, and so it's in your body, so you you carry it with you. Yeah. But from the outside, me just learning it makes it even more special. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I don't think I've ever told this story. I don't think I've ever told this story. Well, and also your... the connection that it has to my tattoo, my neck tattoo. I don't think anyone but my best friend knows why I have it. I feel so honored. <laughs> <laughs> but I also feel like this past year I realized that I'm less uncomfortable with uh, sharing my own discomfort discomfort yeah. things or like I'm less uncomfortable with um yeah your dark sides yeah because I've never yeah, it's sometimes not, it's, you use the focus exactly on yeah. positive and everything that's yeah, yeah, the that's, good side of yeah. people but you need to be comfortable with the uncomfortable yes yeah and I've been always myself since a very young age I I've been pretty comfortable with the uncomfortable I've always been pretty comfortable with the idea of death and everything it's like always seemed attractive to me instead of scary and but I was also always a bit like um, hiding that part of myself because I do feel like or do see or do experience that for other people it can be difficult so very very yeah discomforting and I think I was maybe trying a bit too much to hide that to make other people feel more comfortable and I think slowly but surely I'm getting you lost to yourself in yeah. the process. Yeah, yeah. You're trying to accommodate people yes. around you. Yes. It's uh it's a um it's a good thought, you know, it comes from a good intention, but at the same time, you know, it's still part of you that yes. you, you shouldn't deny. Yeah, I think that. And I also um slowly but surely realized how um like when I look at other people that are really open about these things and when I read other people's experiences it helps me a lot to be more comfortable with things. Yeah, be more comfortable with things and just like 
I don't know. I just really feel like it's it helps. It can help. It's inspiring. Yeah, it can be inspiring. It can also make you realize things about your own process and stuff. It doesn't always have to be like, oh, what this person says is like so good and true. It's more that it can make you think about your own things or how you see your own stuff. And world, like you're never really done with that. It's always like a process. So it's like no one knows exactly what they're doing, but to kind of like allow each other to have like peeks into each other's processes i think we can help each other with that and so i try to force myself to do that a bit more also to be a bit more like yeah fuck it open about those things and that's so great because it's also so what we were saying right before because i was saying one of the reasons for me to making making this podcast is being more comfortable sharing some kind of topics i would be more um like conscious about sharing or I wouldn't show to everyone and stuff and have trouble like uh, expressing myself. But then, as you were saying, at the end, uh, it's about sharing your being genuine in what you do and still being open to other ideas, but being like expressing yourself like as a whole. And so the aim is not necessarily to be true. Mm. As in art, the aim is not necessarily to be beautiful, but it's just to be. Yeah. And, uh, well, thank you. That's a very profound dream. And uh, it's a very special relation with the dreams. And and you want to add anything to the dream? Or? Well, I also want to say thank you because, like I said, like you forcing me to, not forcing, it's not like... Uh, But inviting you to do that introspection. Yeah, inviting that or encouraging me to talk about this and think about this also made me realize a bit more things about this and also maybe, um, I don't know, now I feel a bit more uh, curious about that part. Also, again, it's like it's a a part of me, like I said, I got the tattoo when I was 21 and obviously around the time I was working through some stuff from around that time and then you you get the tattoo and then yeah sometimes you kind of trick yourself into thinking that you're done with a certain part of yourself or done with healing something or whatever uh, or looking at something and I think moments like this are good to trigger the 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 curiosity again to look into those parts because you're just that's that's what I really feel strongly about is that like you're never done with anything you can always it's a process yeah it can always come yeah but it can also always come back up whenever you think you're done with something it doesn't it's come back just to yeah it can take to make sure yeah yeah, yeah, it can take 10 10 years can take 20 years and also sometimes you learn a lesson and you kind of start forgetting about it after a while so you have to like be reminded yeah so thank you thank you a lot (laughs) I hope you enjoyed, guys. Bisous. Bisous? Bisous. Kisses, right? Yeah. I really like that word.